0: To Ryan toy Review. Today we are at Walmart. We are toy hunting at Walmart to find the top toys chosen by Kids List for this holiday season. Kids like me, let's go!
1: So there's some production value there. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a six-year-old who reviews toys who had eight billion views. Yeah, made $11 million. Yeah, that's something. I think there's a first-in element to a lot of these things. Kind of like, uh, you know, Siskel and Ebert reviewing movies back in the day. They weren't particularly the greatest in the world, but they're the first ones I became aware of, so I paid
2: attention to them. I would would believe that more, um, except that, I mean, for instance, in video games, I was going to get into some of the more, some more of the people in the top 10 YouTube uh, entrepreneurs. There are multiple people and they change. Uh, The hot ones come up. Now, Hmm. among children, I don't know. But, uh, you know, you're familiar with the term viral. Somebody can go from nobody to huge in this field. So, yes and no. I mean, he certainly probably helped by the fact that he was the first big one of these. Um, But uh, little Jimmy, who's uh, got more tussled hair and a cuter smile, could eclipse him any day.
1: I'll tell you this. Nobody knows. Everybody's guessing it is a brand new world in terms of doing this sort of stuff. Back in the day, a handful of people controlled what movie or TV show was going to make it onto TV. You were competing against two others or three others for the weekend
2: or whatever. Now it's just it's completely wide open. Anybody can take a shot at it. Oh, that is absolutely true. All of that is true. The only thing I need to quibble that quibble with is the nobody knows assertion. 20-year-olds know. They know with authority. They can explain it to you. In fact, this article in Forbes is all about that one of the main features is this uh th- he sounds like a prick to me, but it doesn't matter. Um it's this guy uh Jake Paul who, along with his older brother Logan, they're the number seven and number four YouTube uh, personalities with a total of twenty three million bucks uh, between them last year. Twenty three million bucks. They do like pranks and stuff like that, and uh, and and their neighbors are angry at them. And the New York Times wrote an article and called them villains. Blah blah blah. But um, this Jake. Uh, He runs a management agency for YouTube stars, taking a cut of their deals, sells millions of dollars of merchandise each month. Um, Jake, describing Dr. Dre, says he built a network around him where he had this platform, an audience, and a skill set, and he would bring in people with potential, teach them that skill set, and put them in front of this audience. He looks to emulate him with his agency, Team 10 and Clothing Line. Uh, They mentioned Dr. Dre, he made $35 million last year, blah, 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 but don't count him out. He understands the platform, how to capture it, how to sell it. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's uh, entertainment executives and uh, perhaps, according to some, broadcast company executives who have no idea how this stuff works mm. and consider it unknowable, but there is a 20-year-old two blocks away who could tell them exactly how it works. So I want to be a part of that world. Impossible. I'm gonna review hm mm, mm, boutique coffees <laughs> this one is nutty with a hint of coffee. no, you can't say coffee if it's coffee that wouldn't be any good no it's interesting though there, there are well like I said the top ten people on YouTube made a hundred and what was it hundred thirty million bucks something like that yeah, about one hundred thirty million dollars last year. and what year. is most of it? they uh, I mean, did one toy review one is music video it? games um are several of the top 10 and that's part people playing them or reviewing them all all of the above yeah playing them reviewing them giving you tips on how to do better in them etc cetera, et cetera Sean you've probably watched some of these absolutely briefly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Evan Fong Mark fishback each tallied over two billion views uh the number one guy as I said is a uh, a video game guy. Uh, the number two guy, Evan Fong, made $15.5 million with billions of views. Um, here's, here's one controversy. I'd actually heard of this guy. One gamer who hasn't been treated as kindly last year is PewDiePie. Number six at a mere $12 million. That's a 20% dip from his previous year. After the Swede came under fire for multiple videos, including racist language and anti-Semitic imagery. Google yanked him from its preferred program, a lucrative advertising uh, network for certain YouTube channels that gives members more favorable ad rates. Other marketers blacklisted him. Disney dropped him from its now defunct whatever. Steep decline in ad revenue, et cetera, et cetera, and he probably had to sell his car. He only made twelve million dollars. Wow! So that's
1: and are all the new these world. are all these things that the cost of putting them
2: on is practically nothing. Um, I don't know if I'd say that, but well, I mean, by
3: in comparison with any other broadcast or, or movie platform, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, if you wanted to stream video games and do it at a professional level, you'd probably need somewhere north of a $1,000 computer. 1000 bucks. Yeah, less than $2,000 in, in a computer yeah, equipment. You that is nothing. Maybe $50 worth of green screen equipment. A lot of the programs you can use are open source free on the Internet. So once you get the, the actual equipment and the internet connection, the only investment is your time in creating the content. You are the one who has to then edit it. Um, you can't just put up a raw feed of a two-hour thing on YouTube and expect it to go viral. Right, right. There are tricks that these guys use in order for their videos to get traction.
2: All right, this might, uh, you might find this informative. The number 10 YouTube star last year, June to June, doesn't matter. Comedian Lily Singh Made ten and a half million dollars, translating her inspirational uh, video diaries, uh, blah blah blah, into big money or something. Um, it, on uh, into a six-figure advance on the New York Times bestseller "How to Be a Boss," B A W S E. The hell! So
3: that's never heard of her. I'd be a boss, probably just a fun way to spell boss.
2: Ah, uh, number eight, Ryan reviews toys we mentioned. He's a six-year-old. Uh, he and his people made a million dollars. He's tied with the Smosh guys. They're very funny. Uh, is that interesting? Uh, no. Uh, number seven, Jake Paul. He's a video blogger. He's the, the prankster dude who we we're talking about with his brother. Number six, Felix uh, Gilberg. That's PewDiePie. He's a video game guy. He made $12 million. Logan Paul, back to the Prankster Boys. Between them, 23 mil. Number four, Mark Fishback, known as Markiplier? Markiplier? Gamer. Another gamer dude. Number three, Dude Perfect. Five guys, five friends in their group mascot, a guy in a panda costume, performs stunts and stupid tricks, such as wrestling while encased in bubble wrap. $14 million.
1: And why does that become huge over, you know, a guy in a bear outfit?
2: Because people doing... like it. People don't like bears, Jack. They yeah. like pandas. Bears saying, are I, Bears are so 2015.
1: I, I I just my life experience I resist the notion that people have it figured out that it's not just, you know, things rising
2: to the top on kind of magic. Because I mean well, in and, that sense you're right. I mean it's like trying to predict what band is going to be big.
1: Right, because I mean I'm in an industry that has been around forever. And people claim to know how to put together a radio show, for instance, so will be successful. And, know. No, and nobody does. Right. And it's been around forever, and people have been studying it forever.
2: Right. And they still don't know, because it's unknowable. Right. Okay, yeah, the The mechanics are known, but w- what ingredients to throw in the right. uh, the pipeline is is still mysterious. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I like the, that's why I like this.
1: Because in radio and TV and movies, there's always been those handful of people that think they know right. when they don't because, they it, because it's unknowable mm-hmm. what's going to catch on and what people are going to love. Right. Now you've got everybody's got the opportunity to take their shot at is my thing going to catch on and people are going to love it for some reason. Yeah. They just like the look of me a little bit better than the look of all those other
2: people And now I'm a gazillionaire. Which has removed any impetus for anyone to live a quiet but fulfilling life and find true happiness, (laughs) and now instead chase stardom until their premature death from uh, uh, Crystal. Got to admit. From the meth. Got to
1: admit, if I'm 19 years old and I'm staring, working really hard in the in the face, which is what everybody has to do their entire lives, or if I just thought of something and it catches on. Right. In a, in a week, I'll be a gazillionaire. It's going to cost me nothing.
2: Wait, me and a buddy will run out in traffic and get hit by cars, <laughs> and then we'll have somebody videotape it. Yes. Number I'll, I'll put spaghetti on my head and review albums. I'll, I'll, be the, I'll be the spaghetti guy. Yeah.
1: Spaghetti gym. And by the way, that could catch on and make you millions. Try it. If you had the right I did. jokes or bad, back- that one
2: didn't work. <laughs> You're gonna lay I need a lot of maybe a different pasta. Just a lot of
3: <laughs> mess. maybe angel
2: hair. Uh, number two is another video guy. Fifteen uh, million dollars, fifteen and a half million dollars, and then then uh, Dan TDM video guy, sixteen video, video game. Uh, game guy, sixteen point <laughs> five million dollars.
1: But how much more democratic could the process be? He's than a this? British
2: Minecraft master. It's, see, it's the complete opposite of the way it used
1: to be. You had to be. You know, one of the couple record companies had to decide they were going to make
3: you a star, or right. you just couldn't be a music star. It just wasn't going to happen. And sure. as you kind of saw with the the PewDiePie example too, a lot of their revenue comes from direct contact with their viewership. Right? They they subscribe to the YouTube channel. They they subscribe to their Twitch channel, which is like five dollars a month. Or like they 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 are not subject to the same sort of advertising pullouts that he did like yes he made less pewdiepie made less money but he made still 12 something million dollars even with these advertisers all
2: all the peeps didn't care they still subscribed to his deal and wanted to see his his interesting plus they get a lot of endorsement money too i like that a lot yeah that it that it runs against the, the the scared
1: corporations yes hello pulling shows because two people complained hello yeah that's a big deal that's important um it's it's a combination of the best time ever to be a creative person and the worst time ever to be a creative person. Because for a lot of it, it's flattened out so much. You can be a really great band, and it's hard to make money. On the other hand, you can get discovered a lot more easily.
2: You know, it's a great uh, YouTube video. It's a Star Wars kid. You ever seen that? <laughs> it's good stuff. Somebody just sent that to me.
1: But like a, a hundred hours of YouTube videos are posted a minute. I think that's the sad I heard last that's week. That's funny. That's a lot. It's going to take a while to catch up. <laughs> Hello, YouTube. Let me do I'm the Mike math.
2: Like um, Let's see.
1: Carry the zero. <laughs> that's a lot. So uh, the New York Times claims they gave us a glimpse into Donald Trump's daily life. And there were some headlines that over the weekend. And Trump has reacted to it this morning. Plus, so- more
2: troubling news from Hollywood. Kevin Spacey groped the Norwegian king's son-in-law. Stay with us for live team coverage (laughs) on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I couldn't vote for Roy Moore. I didn't vote for Roy Moore, but I wrote in a distinguished Republican name.
1: I thought that was a pretty big deal. The senior U.S. senator from Alabama, very conservative, uh, Senator Selby, Shelby, um, said he's not voting for Roy Moore. He wrote in somebody else. That is interesting. I'd say. I mean, because he is... A Republican elected and up for re-election at some point in Alabama saying, saying, I'm not voting for the guy. I could not vote for him. Right. That's strong. I'd say when something like 70% of Republican voters in Alabama say they don't believe the allegations. Oh, I got to have you get the clip of a vice did this um, pollster there, focus group, a bunch of people in the room. How many people think all of the allegations are false? Practically everybody raised their hand. Interesting. In Alabama, yeah. yeah. Interesting.
2: You know, I, I read just a little bit about the history of Alabama politics, which can be pretty hairy. I mean, it's, it's you know, there's stuff happens out in the backwoods you don't want to hear about. And it's a little the same politically, you know, with various character assassinations and bribes and voter fraud and the rest of it and racism, certainly, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, and I can't decide if the voters of Alabama who are rejecting all this are just simpletons or blind partisans, or believe you know the swamp monster is attacking their guy and making stuff up, or well, that, if they're just thinking, ah, oh, it's a character assassination like we do around here.
1: That focus group certainly would leave me to believe they think it's made up. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with somebody who says, no, I believe it. It's abhorrent. I hate the guy. I'd punch him if I saw him, but I'm going to vote for him because we need this many votes to...
2: You know, battle, whatever taxes, abortion, whatever a cause matters to you. Right. Which actually affect Americans lives. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's been my stance all along. I find the guy repugnant, but I can't condemn somebody who will vote for the party and hope he gets booted out by Mitch McConnell and company. Or has no power. uh, Well, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, And he will probably vote in the direction that you want uh, on the floor of the Senate. You know, to me, the election, the election's mildly interesting. But what happens afterward, it's going to be a battle royale. It's going to be wild with him and Franken and and figure out who does what. Do they actually try to force him out? What does that look like? What does he say? What does the president say? And then how does old uh, cartoon turtle Mitch McConnell react to what the president says, which will be in stark and probably sarcastic contrast to what Mitch McConnell's saying?
1: I didn't intend to talk about this, but once again, I got sucked in. I can't stop myself. On both sides, it's interesting with the the ethics investigation. Franken didn't get one. So he's out without an investigation. No due process whatsoever. He's out if he's out, I wonder. Which I am troubled by. Yes. No process. Right. Just howling mob. On the other side, what would the ethics committee investigate? All this stuff is out there. The voters took a look at it and said, we want him to be our senator. How do you say no to them? It's not like this is new stuff. Right. You all got to look at it. He's a 14-year-old groper. Um, Allegedly. And you said okay. hmm And
2: so um, that's interesting. I don't think you can make a logical case for removing Al Franken other than the mob is howling for it, and it would be better for us politically. Which, you know, a sophisticated voter, you know, we're we're talking about uh, Roy Moore voting the right way, blah, 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 even though he's repugnant, allegedly. Um, You might say re-franken. So we'll get another uh, uh, progressive from Minnesota. The place is lousy with them. And we'll get the the high ground for a while. So fine, get out, Al. It's a team win, no doubt about it. Right. So I can, I can see that. But in terms of right and wrong, you know, the, the howling mob, so often, well, often this isn't true, but sometimes it is. It's is enough to try it. It's like a whining child or a dog begging at your dinner table. If you don't give it what it wants, it'll calm down. If you keep feeding it, yes. you know, or giving in to the whining child, you're going to get more of it.
1: Sometimes you're right. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes you end up at the guillotine with your head chopped off.
2: True enough. But your principles, unlike your neck, are intact. <laughs> so uh, Trump responded
1: to an article. I can't hit you with the response until I hit you with the article. The New York Times over the weekend with all their heavy hitters, Maggie Haberman, Glenn Thrush and Peter Baker. Glenn Thrush worked on this before he was booted out for kissing a coworker at an after work party. Um, consensually, yeah, consensually, and she
2: was his supervisor.
1: But anyway, he doesn't what get to work hell? at the New York Times anymore because of that. Um, they did this article about the average day in the life of Donald Trump. Um, th- they say, you know, this is their interpretation. Doesn't mean it's necessarily true, in my opinion.
2: Wake up. It's been three hours crafting that hair.
1: What is the strategy behind Mr. Trump's actions? There is seldom a plan apart from preemption, self-defense, obsession, and impulse, they reported in their in their article. Trump spends at least four hours a day, and sometimes as much as twice that, that'd be eight hours a day, in front of a television, sometimes the volume muted. I've never understood that, people who watch TV at the volume muted. I've known a lot of people who did that. I don't know how you take in info that way, but eh,
2: you glance, see if there's anything of interest.
1: He usually flicks on Fox and Friends and then checks out Morning Joe on MSNBC, which is usually, usually critical, but that fires him up for the day. Watching cable, he shares his thoughts with anyone in the room, even household staff, he summons via a button for lunch or one, for one of the dozen diet Cokes he consumes each day. So wow. The, so the lady coming in to clean up his Coke and, yeah, did you see that? See what they're saying up there? But fake news, bunch of liars.
2: Uh, sure, yes, Mr. Sir, President. Mr. President, I agree, I think. I'm supposed to clean up these dishes, may I? Uh, before taking office, Mr. Trump told
1: top aides to think of each presidential day as an episode in a television show in which he vanquishes rivals. <laughs> wow. And that's according to the New York Times. Trump has tweeted out today. Um, he's batting down this report from the New York Times. Another false story, this time in the failing at New York Times that I watch 48 hours of television today. Wrong! Also, I seldom if ever watched CNN or MSNBC, both of which I consider fake news. They both got caught on a fake news story last week we have to talk about later. That's right, as did the WAPO reporter. I never watched Don Lemon, who I once called the dumbest man on television. Bad reporting! <laughs> He's not denying, apparently, though, that he drinks 12 uh, Diet Cokes a day. I'm not sure he needs to. He gets to drink as many as he wants. This <laughs> is America, Jack. <laughs> yeah. I don't don't care if he does, actually. If he drinks twice that or half that, I'm not sure it makes any difference to me. Uh, What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? And we got
0: the latest on this morning's attempted terror attack in New York. California Governor Jerry Brown challenging Trump on climate change. And more proof, Amazon is out to rule the world. Coming up minutes from now.
2: Oh, very nice. So you're ignoring the fact that Kevin Spacey groped the Norwegian
3: king's son-in-law. Typical liberal media. I have no idea if that's a real story or not. (laughs) Ask the Norwegian king's son-in-law if it's real or not.
2: Norway has very specific laws about groping the son-in-law of the king.
1: He's still dealing with the shame of it all. Right. So Marshall's news on the way. And we'll get into all that, including that thing Joe was talking about. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. to say during the commercial break i'll say it on the air i hate the effing media wow and i don't know if they're liars or or uninformed i, re- I don't know In what it is a little of both <laughs> but i'll tell you one of the things that they really beat up roy moore over on the weekend some of his just crazy out there positions that couldn't be more mainstream. Wow. According to polls. Wow. Hung around his neck as this is the kind of guy they're willing to support. Perfectly
0: mainstream position.
1: Huh. It drives me crazy, but we'll do that later. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips.
0: Uh, New York officials calling an attempted bomb blast at New York City's Port Authority bus terminal. An attempted terrorist attack. New York Post photo shows a bearded man crumpled on the ground, shirt apparently blown off, and a police officer holding the guy's hands behind his back. New York authorities say the device was strapped to the suspect's body with Velcro, uh, Velcro rather, and zip ties. It went off prematurely. Now, we're going to have full details from ABC's Aaron Kotersky in New York coming up a couple minutes from now.
1: Yeah, and he'll have the absolute latest because he's at a press conference. Yep. But the president hasn't tweeted about this yet, which is surprising to me. Hmm. All we're getting is he's been informed. I mean, it's his town, and he usually you know, jumps on this sort of thing as a... Uh, a way to back uh, various, you know, moves, with
2: extreme, it's, extreme vetting, whether it's
1: travel bans right. or, you know, whatever.
0: Largest, most destructive wildfire burning in Southern California right now is the Thomas Fire north of L.A. It's covered more than 270 square miles, prompted tens of thousands of evacuations, and destroyed about 800 buildings. On 60 Minutes last night, California Governor Jerry Brown says because of climate change, The state's fire season now runs year-round, and he went after President
4: Trump for not taking climate change seriously. I don't think President Trump has a fear of the Lord, the fear of the wrath of God, which leads one to more humility. And this is such a reckless disregard for the truth and for the existential consequences that can be unleashed.
1: I thought that was an interesting thing to say, and if... uh, if a Roy Moore said that sort of thing, yep. people would be screaming and yelling about him being a Christian nut, wouldn't they? Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's plenty to quibble with uh, in Jerry's uh, interview, and we'll see if we can get to some of it. But him talking about um, how we, we raised taxes, and we cut the budget, and our economy boomed. And, and I'm thinking, yeah, that uh, one sector of the economy... Has gone ape dung. That would be tech. There are narrow bands of California that are just have explosive growth, and it costs you five million dollars to rent a twelve hundred uh, to buy a twelve hundred square foot house, and the rest of it. But you know, the rest of the state is languishing. You, you rank 49th in business friendliness, fiftieth in in the decency and sanity of the courts, and, and Wish, the rest of it.
1: Which, if sixty minutes was really going to do a good job on that interview, they'd have to throw at him. You rank 49th, 50th in these various categories right? for business, climate, and and all that sort of thing. How do you respond?
2: You know, if Google and Apple and Facebook were to to pick up stakes and move to Las Vegas, your economic boom story would be uh, very, very different. Also,
1: how does it not strike you when you're watching a guy who's dedicated his life to public service driving his gator up that mountain to take a look at his property and his mansion that he's building? Guy's done pretty well in public service. Yeah. Unless that's all his
2: old lady's money. Well, he did take 30 years off, didn't he? Well, he was governor of Oakland for a while. That went well. Gearing up
0: for another round. We got a group. Sorry, Mayor, they don't have a governor in Oakland. Why would they? Yes, back to you, Marshall. Gearing up for another round, a group of women accusing President Trump of sexual misconduct, holding a news conference right about now in New York City. The women are among 16 who claim they were sexually harassed or even assaulted by Trump before he was elected president. Claims he and the White House have repeatedly denied. The women are demanding a congressional investigation into their allegations. And they're supposedly going to be telling their stories this morning on Megyn Kelly today.
1: Wow. So you get the Trump accusers on Megyn Kelly, who hates Trump, we remember from the first debate. But a suicide bomber from ISIS. Uh, detonates himself the same morning in New York, so that's going to get no traction, at least in that area yeah. of the country.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I was just reading in The Washington Post that uh, Megan Kelly's dismal ratings are rising because she's working the sexual harassment beat heavy. That's what her show has been now. Well, it's, her, it's, it's her hook. It's a big story.
0: Yeah. Saving money on Amazon could one day involve watching video ads. The giant retailer's been awarded a patent for content-based price reductions. The price reduction tool would allow shoppers to watch the displayed price of an item go down as they watch a video ad on a page for that item. So basically, you would be getting paid for your time to watch the ad. Interesting. Now, price. who's doing
3: this? Amazon. This is Amazon. Now, this never is, heard of it. This is ultimately a big thing. You remember Sean Parker talking about the these web. Applications They are designed to get you to stay within them. Facebook, very notorious for this as well. It punishes things that click away from Facebook. <laughs> it rewards things that Don't click you me. into right. Facebook and keeps you on their platform. <laughs> right. So Amazon got tired of people going to YouTube to look at product reviews and then come back to their sites. Which I've done. So now they're trying to figure out a way to get people to stay yeah. on the Amazon website to watch reviews. Interesting. How right. on. Uh, let's check in with Aaron Katursky, ABC News
2: correspondent. Uh, the... Would be suicide bombing apparently in New York. Aaron, welcome. What do we know?
4: We know that a pipe bomb detonated in a below ground passageway here at the Port Authority bus terminal in the middle of the morning rush. Miraculously, there were no real bystanders around, except for a couple who reported ringing in the ears and headaches. The bomber, a 27 year old Bangladeshi native named Akayed Ula, made statements indicating support for ISIS. He was severely burned in the abdomen and arm and taken to the hospital. But he is alive, at least for the moment. Uh, and the federal authorities are now going through two locations in Brooklyn tied to the suspect. Uh, and uh, they are investigating this as a, as a terror attack.
1: U.S. citizen or not? I don't know. Don't know.
4: Originally from Bangladesh, been living here for uh, the last seven years Uh, apparently has a brother uh, at a school in Brooklyn, so you can believe that authorities are running down family members and and trying to get a a better sense of who this guy was.
2: And I'm guessing it's far too early to uh, ask whether he was uh, actually connected to ISIS or self-inspired, that sort of thing?
4: Yeah, I I, I don't have any of that yet, but he did make statements to police indicating support for ISIS.
2: Aaron Katursky of ABC News. Aaron, hey, thanks very much. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. All right. Obviously, his bomb didn't go off when he wanted it to go off. You don't set off. You don't blow yourself up, martyr yourself when nobody's around. Right. In a busy uh, terminal.
2: Well, and it seems like his bomb didn't go off the way it was supposed to go right. off either, unless he in inter- turn, you know, intended all along to burn his own belly. <laughs> Some sort of show of something.
1: You I know, know, I maybe I'm just in the right mood for it today because I often hate these people, but today I just feel sorry for those idiots. You're just you're just a lost young person getting caught up in something just moronic. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's like getting a face tattoo and then regretting it. You're just an idiot. You've made a terrible decision, yeah. which
1: sucks for you know That's anybody who's sort of hurt
2: by these idiots because these idiots often kill people.
1: Right, but it's just it's just idiocy. Right. It's not any sort of grand plan or strategy. You're just a freaking lost moron who can't fit into the world somehow, and this is your I'm going to be somebody.
2: Or you're looking... Yeah, exactly. You're looking for a purpose, and you make a really stupid decision in finding one. That's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, That's serious stuff. I got even more serious stuff, but... The uh, the groping of
1: the Norwegian king's son-in-law? We can we can buy <laughs> by Kevin Spacey? We can work that in. Alright. I'm up to like that's a fifty-five percent chance that's a real story. I think.
3: <laughs> I can't tell. I
1: don't know. One of Roy Moore's political stances that's hung around his neck is completely mainstream, and I just want to point that out. Excellent! Because I don't think most people know it, the media never tells you this. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs>
2: In the news, an issue that roils America. I tell you what, anytime I can combine really intriguing constitutional questions with lithe young women in swimwear, no. you have my attention. Yes. No, seriously, it is a really intriguing question constitutionally. So stay with us. And there's been a uh, major development. The King of Norway's former son in law has accused Kevin Spacey of groping him after a Nobel Prize peace concert. One Ari Ben said it was in 07. The actor had hosted the event. I'm a generous person, but this was a bit more than I had in mind. He was married to King Harold's daughter, Martha Louise, as you know, Jack, until last year. I'm sorry those two kids couldn't work it out. Um, We had a great talk. He sat right beside me, writes the... Semi-quasi-Norwegian royal. <laughs> uh, after five minutes, he said, hey, let's go out and have a cigarette. Then he puts his hand under the table and grabs me by the balls. <laughs> wow. They're a frank-speaking frank people, the Norwegians. He doesn't tap-dance around. Ben said he put Spacey off by telling you, er, maybe later. Um... Yeah, and my hair was dark at the time. I was ten years younger and right up his alley. Interesting. You'd um, think being the son-in-law of the king of Norway, you'd get more respect. How often does that work, though? In the in the uh, in the, in the gay community, how how often does it get you punched in the mouth? Of course, I don't know. if you're a major international movie star, maybe not so much. I remember when
1: I watched the movie Milk that um, Sean. Penn won an Oscar for mm-hmm. playing Harvey Milk. I was I was pretty surprised by the how quickly those relationships come together. Mm-hmm. It was and they portrayed that pretty well in the movie. Mm-hmm. I Thought that was interesting. So you wanna? yeah, It was just a glance in the Muni station. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. So maybe Kevin Spacey's pretty successful with that. I don't know. He shouldn't do it. No, certainly not.
2: Not to royalty.
1: <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> um. This is heavy, but I think worth po- po- pointing out. Not poking out.
2: Oh, don't do that, especially not these days. So one of the
1: extreme positions that Roy Moore has running for the Senate in Alabama, which I think he's going to win tomorrow, and he ain't my cup of tea. Oh, boy. In terms of his personal life. um, I wouldn't want to work with that guy. I think he's a creepo. I'm not sure I could work with that. I'm not sure I could sit in a meeting with him and listen to him drone on and pay attention. Thinking, oh, wow, you you uh, looking for 14-year-olds. banned from the mall. All that stuff. But he's often described as an extreme conservative. And uh-huh. the example of ex- extreme conservativeness uh, that was used in all the talk shows over the weekend uh, of how if he gets into the Senate, this is his position, is he wants to ban all abortions after 20 weeks, and it came up over and over on the shows as I was watching over the weekend. And uh, I, I, Chuck Todd to meet the press, saying to one senator, for instance, "You don't, you don't uh, approve of a ban on all abortions after 20 weeks." And the senator, whoever was, said, "Oh no, of course not." You know, saying it like, you know, you're not a crazy person. You don't believe in flying saucers, right? I happen to know the stats on this. So I looked them up just so I could bring them to you. That is overwhelmingly popular in America, banning all abortions after 20 weeks. Two-thirds of all Americans are for that. Mm. Um, it's not even controversial. As The Hill pointed out last year, it's 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 one of those subjects that anybody should be able to run on, but everybody is afraid to, including Republicans. Uh, so two-thirds in general. This is according to a Huffington Post poll. A YouGov poll, a Gallup poll, National Journal poll, ABC, Washington Post poll. Everybody came up with roughly the same numbers. So this isn't just an out there poll. Women voters in particularly support a 20-week ban. 71% of all women want to ban abortions after 20 weeks. Wow. According to the Washington Post and ABC, it's popular among young people where 57 to 38 they support a ban. Hispanic voters, 59 to 20. That'd be a lot of Democrats. Even among Democrats... It's 50-50. Wow. It's not a controversial thing to be involved with at all. It's one of your
2: least controversial questions. Yeah, exactly.
1: They quote a couple of Republicans uh, in this article in The Hill when somebody was trying to put forward a bill. Anonymous Republican senator saying, I'm just afraid if we go with that, you know, we'll really get shellacked in the next election. Do they not? Does, Does nobody point out to them? Look, this is popular. Most of the people who vote for you. I mean, if it's fifty-fifty among Democrats, I don't know what it is among Republicans. It's got to be like eighty-twenty, something like that. Sure. To yeah. come up with two-thirds for all Americans, how is it even possible? How has it not been introduced this year when you've got a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and and a Republican president?
2: You you could you could run all day long on that. You're well, fine. If you, I'm assuming. Well, if I were to introduce the legislation myself, I would. Make an exception for the saving the life of the mother, perhaps, something of like that. Of course. Um, and you know what? The, the rape thing, we could even toss that one in. It's, it's quite rare. Um, I can't go with that, but... Maybe you want to toss it in there. Uh, well, r- the right. whole point of this
1: is th- you're 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 a, you're a human at that point that can feel pain. So you're murdering a human. That's exactly. Why people you're are
2: executing it. the child, etc., yeah. to save the mother carrying it and delivering it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know there are deep uh, philosophical, philosophical feelings on that. And that's not our point at all to litigate the matter. the The question is the way it's presented. You know, it's seventy
1: one percent of all women. Are in favor of that? That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. You don't get that through the media. You certainly didn't get it through the talk shows yesterday.
2: Yeah, isn't that amazing? It's. Uh, I was funny. It was funny. I was reminded over the weekend. Uh, I was going to talk about this anyway. Um, it's. I've heard this a thousand times, so I don't talk about it much on the air. But I realized sometimes you know there's a danger of being too hip for the room. The word controversial is the number one tool of media bias. It's kind of a, you know. A, a, You know, half gallon of milk Of media bias It's it's available everywhere in America All the time, so it's not noticed And it's not even that powerful anymore But it's used all the time You label one side's legislation As the measure to blankety-blank and you m- label everything Republicans do, if you're in the media, as the controversial law to blankety-blank. And the law is no more controversial than any other law. Well, the term extreme... Some extre- people are in favor, some are not.
1: The term extreme is used a lot. The extreme view on abortion is those who want to keep it the way it is. If you look at the polls. That is absolutely correct. That's the extreme view. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.